You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait, celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 36 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? Good, good. What have you been up to this week? Oh, it's been a really interesting... I, I need to ask you, how's your internet going now? Have you resolved your problems? Well, it, it, I don't know. It's been very, very variable. And, um, you know, last night I had speeds of 0.25, if that's even humanly possible, mm. megabits per second download. Mm. And um, so the Telstra man came out today and he seemed to fix a few things and it seems to be going okay now. I'm probably getting about four megabits per second. Now, people might think I'm living in a third world country for <laughs> listeners in the US and wherever, especially uh, places where internet's really fast like Argentina. But no, yep. I'm living in Sydney, Australia. Yep. But I'm grateful for four megabits per second. Yep. per second. It's a lot better than 0.25. So time will tell, Gina, and hopefully the internet does not crap out while we are talking. <laughs> so you had a visit from Telstra. I did. I had a visit I had an unexpected visit from Telstra yesterday. Why is that? And so I'm about to head out and I notice uh, that three Telstra trucks, two vans and the massive crane pulled up out the front of my street. I'm on a dead-end street. I've got a reserve in front of me. But um, they all pulled up and, like, there's about five guys and one of them comes up the stairs, knocks on the door, and I'm thinking, oh, they've got the wrong house. Surely (laughs) I didn't order anything. And they're like, um, can we uh, come in and check your uh, internet connection, where it's coming in from? And, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, um, and it was like clearly like they weren't like, they were obviously Telstra techs, so yes. I let them in. And then he's like, he's rummaging around and then I hear him, Dave, I found it. I fa-, and he calls out, I found it. And they're like, oh, mate, fine. yeah, yeah, it's up here. This is the fault. I'm like, what? what's going on? And they're like, um you shut down the entire suburb. <laughs> oh, my God. How? How did you shut down the entire suburb? So where the internet comes into the house and connects and, and, and uh, like that big thick cord that pipes in, I've got cable internet, right? Mm-hmm. Someone, someone in the house, <laughs> and I'm not going to accuse anyone, I don't know who it was, uh-huh. someone in the house, chewed on the cord, (laughs) right, down to like it was one wire, one bare thread. It's like quite thick. It's a solid cord cable internet. Uh It was down to one wire. Uh And he's like, have you had problems with your internet lately? I'm like, yeah, it kind of comes and goes. Oh, my God. That's caused interference all down the line. We've spent the last two days tracing it. And they've got all this computer gear and they they trace it down the line. And this was the last stop. Oh, my God. They've tracked it back to me. Right. It was your son, wasn't it? (laughs) <laughs> your daughter your 21 year old daughter 23 23 year old daughter well god she chewed no, on it didn't she i don't know what happens here like i know there's been parties here when i go away i'm over <laughs> the and there's stuff that looks like what happens while i'm on tour stay you know what happens here but right. someone don't know don't know Not you, Gary? Wouldn't all? be Gary. Wouldn't be Gary. That's Gina's dog for any new listeners. And uh, this isn't a uh, an episode of um, <laughs> Here's What Telstra Found. This is a phot- photographic uh, an, a podcast on photography, but um, this is what dominates our lives, Telstra. Okay, so then what happened? 
So they came in and they're like, well, we have to repair it. So they, they, they repaired it. And here's the really cool thing about it all yes. is um, had I had noticed the fault yes. and called the tech, I would have had to pay all this money. But because they came to me oh. free, I got my internet <laughs> fixed for free. And is your internet faster? I think so, yeah. It's oh, been my... a lot st- more stable, that's for sure. Oh. <laughs> so whenever, like, someone would walk past the cable or a little, you know, breeze would hit, <laughs> it would be, like, out. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Truckloads of people. <laughs> it was exciting. Uh, apart from truckloads of Telstra people, what else has been happening, Gina? Have you been doing exciting things? Yeah, I've been shooting a lot and then at night, you know, when because I'm riding a lot, it's very like, it's well, for me, it's highbrow. It's like in concentrate. So at night I need something light and easy. Guess what my binge watching has been? What? Straya's Next Top Model. <laughs> yes, but very highbrow. The soul. And I have to say, I've said this before, but for, for any uh, – photographers out there that want to learn more about photography this is a really good way watching the photo shoots yeah is really educational i think um america's top next top model is slightly better uh than australia's but still good yes still good, good value and in terms of like learning about posing and connecting and mm. all these great tips and then it's like a soap opera val oh yeah because watching 18-year-old girls all living in a house together, mm-hmm. it's a train wreck. I can't take my eyes off. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm hooked on Australia's Next Top Model. It's my guilty pleasure at oh, night. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, I've been binge-watching House of Cards, so slightly different. Yes. But um, let's uh, move on to photography now, I think. Uh-huh. I believe you have a link for us. Uh, this is uh, really cool. Uh, so... Jane Long is a Melbourne photographer and um, she's uh, like started out as a graphic designer and she wanted to just um, polish up her retouching skills. Mm. And she found this uh, collection of archives um, from a, um, a photographer, like a, a war photographer, Romanian war photographer, and um, who, whose name is Costica Askdain. As- you want to have a crack well done. We'll try that. Yeah, that's why I take photos. Really. Okay. And um, and what she's done, which is so cool. I mean, I, we've all seen images where people have gotten old images and then colorized them. Yes. Which is cool in itself, you know. This uh, Jane Long takes it the next st- next step, and she's taking these images and she's doing like this uh, completely surreal treatment. Like she's got uh, an, an 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 aged photo of like a you know a little boy and a, a little girl, sort of you know wartime, like from the nineteen forties, standing there. You know, traditional. They're very stiff, rigid poses, uh, and then she's put them like. Uh, up to their shoulders in water, like they're underwater, mm. and then she's added duck feet to them, like the completely surreal treatment. They're of, amazing. Absolutely fascinated and so inspired, like two boys in sailor suits. She's put them in a bathtub mm. um, in a house with a, you know, a pelican in there, and then like she loves to drop in uh, beautiful, sur- you know, surreal skies. She's got like a, 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 a woman balancing her son on her hand and then she's got them balancing on a clothesline. Oh, like, yeah, amazing. And often incredible. surreal stuff looks a little bit creepy and spooky to me, but this doesn't at all. It's just beautiful. Um, yeah, and it's it's it, she's done such a great treatment of these old photos and just put them in much more vibrant situations, but it looks absolutely realistic, even doesn't though it? you know that they're not, even though you know they can't be. She's outstanding. I'm now going to stalk her. I'm going to find – I've just found this link, Val. Mm. I'm now going to go and find her on Facebook and follow her. I just find her work so inspiring, extraordinary. I can't wait to see more of stuff. Well, we'll put the link in the show notes. But we now we want to give a shout-out to uh, Danette. 
which is ZachDan underscore 44 on Instagram. Yep. Yep. And Danette has said, Danette's, I believe, in the US because she has said, I love your podcasts and your photography. I'm a truck driver in the US and I listen while driving in the lower 48 states. Thanks for your podcast. That's awesome. If I had like a sound effect of a truck horn going off, I would do that right now, but I don't. So, but just imagine in your head that that's the sound. Thank going. you, Danette. That's awesome. Very, very cool. It's fantastic that you drive over 48 states. That's so astounding. Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and a big shout out to Brizzy Steve. I would hazard a guess that he's from Brisbane and he has said he's left a review on iTunes, a five-star review. And he said, hello ladies, just a brief note to say a big thank you for your most witty and informative podcasts. Your tips and hints along with the weekly challenges have really assisted my confidence. I would recommend your training to everyone who wants to increase their photography skills. Best wishes, Steve. Wow. That's awesome, Steve. Thank you. That's great. Yeah. And if any of you have 30 seconds just to leave us a rating and review on iTunes, that'd be really awesome. Really appreciate it because it helps us in the rankings. But um, thank you to both of you. So let's move on to a photo critique for this week. And it's from Renee Brigman. And um, it's actually this great photo of a woman or a young woman with jeans and a white shirt. And she is in sort of a clearing um, in, in the forest, but there's plain ground in the foreground and then some trees with beautiful vibrant leaves in the background. But what Renee has done is he's got her to jump. So she's jumping so that her hair is flying above her head as she's probably, you know, I don't know whether she's ascending or descending, and he's captured her mid-flight. So what are your thoughts, Gina? We'll put the photo in the show notes too if you want to have a look at it. Firstly, thanks for this image. I have to say degree of difficulty on a leaping shot and getting it. Yeah, really, really tricky uh, shot. So hats off firstly for that. Secondly, um, styling. Love the simplistic styling, Val, yeah, when you agree. Absolutely. Like this, this, uh, like this is something that you probably should consider when you're working out what to suggest your models wear in a shoot because you want to give like photos longevity, don't you, Val? It's sort of mm. like, like, because certain items of clothing, if it's like of the moment, date really, really yes. quickly. So you can't go wrong with a classic white shirt and blue jeans, no. bare feet. Yeah. Can't go wrong. This could be could have been shot yesterday. Mm. It could have been shot ten years ago, twenty years ago. You can't tell, and that's what you know. I really love about that. So you know, um, ten points for the you yeah. know for the the styling and degree of difficulty. So um, I I love the shot. I love the energy in it. I love that the, the like everything about it. You could see this uh, sort of image in. Um, in an editorial spread, you know, what would the cover line be there, Val? You know, so and so gets into spring into <laughs> spring <fitness>. or <laughs> jump into fitness or you know jump into how, 2016. You know, all of those things, and it, it, like I could, I could see it as a stock shot. I could see mm. it, it's just got so much energy, and that's what I love about it. For for everyone. Um, who's listening and who wonders because it, it is very tricky to do these shots. I just wanted to um, – I actually don't have any criticism <laughs> for this shot. I just think it's unreal and mm. uh, I really, really enjoy it. Maybe a couple of things I might um, – perhaps the, the, the background – Possibly could be a bit darker with the the green in the leaves. Just the, these are just like nitpicking now because you know I probably need to say something. But it, <laughs> like it uh, maybe uh, make them a titch darker so that they that they don't stand out as much. But aside from that, there's there's nothing I'd really change. I love the energy. For everyone um, listening who wants to know how to do this uh, particular sort of leaping shot, mm. what I because I, I do this, I love this shot. I love the jumping shot. Uh, what I do is. Uh, because I don't want people to actually injure themselves and I want them to get more air easily. And because like it was my uh, profile pick for a while was me leaping, Mm. I've done it and I know how painful it is (laughs) Um, that I use a trampoline. 
a, like a little mini trampoline that you can buy. Um, like people put them out um, like because they buy them and then they get sick of them. You can buy them very, very cheaply. Yes. And you just – Like $25. Um, very, you know, yep. even you can buy them for $5 at a, yep. you know, a secondhand store or something. Yep. But you just get – you don't need the person to leap very highly. If you lock off your camera – and take a shot of your background without the person in it and, and without the trampoline, right? Mm. You've got a plate. Ah. Then you bring the trampoline in and you get your person to jump. Mm. Um, you then use the uh, original image, stack them on top of each other, and you can just, like in Photoshop, use the eraser to get rid of the trampoline in the shot so, yeah. it, so you never see it and it looks like they're, they're just jumping really high. Just a bit of a kind of way, and then it gives you the opportunity to take uh, several frames without tiring out your model or, or injuring them because if someone lands the wrong way, and it, it is hard going, and you don't – the trick is – with the timing is uh, to I, I count them in so one two three jump mm. and it's something it's like learned I, I tell you the first time I did it seventy uh, percent of my shots were, were weren't sharp because it's it's a timing thing that mm. you're in timing with the thing so but you get better at it and um, and now I can do it and I, I think I, I can get most of them sharp now because I've done it so many times mm. the other thing is the timing is is to <laughs> fire. That's um, there goes Gary. Doesn't like what I'm saying. Every dog (laughs) in the neighbourhood is also barking. Right. Um, The timing is about waiting for the person to um, when they jump. It's at that time when they're they're they're, they've stopped going up, and there's like a split second before they come down again. I never. I can never get it right. That's when you. That's when you fire. That's what mm. you're waiting for. But if you've got someone jumping on a trampoline, like you just get them to jump, fire, jump, fire, jump, fire, mm. you'll get the rhythm and you'll see that. The other thing is, it's like have your shutter speed as fast as possible. Yes, that's going to help freeze the action and shoot with uh, continuous uh, focus. Uh, or AF servo on Canon, so continuous on um, Nikon, mm. AF servo on on Canon, and so that that like your focus tracks it as well. So mm. they're they're the tricks to, awesome. to to help you get it sharp. Yeah, but uh, thanks. That that's a, a a fantastic shot, Renee. Well yeah. done. Yeah, thank you, Renee. That's brilliant. Now I'm excited about this week's topic because it's all about how to find mentors because I think that I've been really spoilt, Gina. And Mm. people have often asked me, you know, how they can find writing mentors, but increasingly people are asking me how they can can find photographic mentors. But I think I've been really spoilt because I've known you for 25 years. (laughs) So any photographic question I've ever had, I just ring you up. And not, I've realized that not everyone is in that position. And so, um, you know, people have said to me, Oh, how did you get to know Jen? I went, Oh, I don't know. You know, we just got along. I don't know. (laughs) So I'm interested to know what you have to say about this because not everyone has a Gina. Yes, not everyone has a Gina. (laughs) So my answer to that is yes, Grasshopper. Let's. uh... And you know what's been interesting is over the years, over the last 25 years, I've watched you mentor a number of different um, people, a number of different photographers, men and women, and I've always heard the story behind, you know, how you got to know them and I've watched some of those relationships, those mentoring relationships unfold and some of them have gone on to absolutely amazing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, do tell. what If people are listening and they want a mentor for their photography, obviously we're talking about, what happens? Where do they start? All right, well, Val, let's talk about what a mentor actually is because we hear that yes. word all the time. Well, what does it mean? And so uh, there's a great quote by Bob Proctor. Oh, yes, you love a mentor quote. is someone who sees more talent and ability within you mm. than you see in yourself and helps bring it out of you. Um, okay, nice. My way of putting it is it's basically someone who's maybe 5, 10, 20 steps ahead of you or mm. 10, 20 years ahead of you. Um, doing what you love to do in a way that you want to do it, mm. okay? Someone that's going to, uh, like, give you that guidance. And um, 
So like you could be someone who has zero knowledge of photography and, and has just bought a camera and then there's someone that you know that's had that same camera for two years. Mm. That's a mentor relationship. And like you can have lots and lots of uh, different relationships throughout your life with different people. I know I've had many great mentors. I've been really lucky enough, you know, from starting back from art teachers that I've had who, who have, uh, you know, shown me that like, no, you can do this here, try this. And they really challenge you and, and got me into different areas of art mm. to some amazing photographers that um, have taken me under their wing and taught me. And it's it like their relationships that I'm, I'm, you know, really fortunate and lucky to have had. Mm. But it's something that like, you know, every everyone can possibly have. So there's a way that, you know, you can find mentors for yourself. Um, people might ask, um, why should you have a mentor? What, what's, uh, what's so important about having a mentor? And there's a, there's a few reasons I think that it's uh, really uh, a, a great thing to have a mentor because like, a mentor is going to give you uh, knowledge and contacts. So you get to meet like awesome people through your mentor, like connections that you would normally never have access to, Val, you know? Yeah, so, true. Um, you know, like I met a lot of makeup artists and stylists and labs and, you know, mm. uh, equipment places and got turned on to different camera styles and all of that, all because of the mentors that I work with. And then they teach you uh, better business and life skills as well. Mm. Right. And did you, but when you started out, did you actively seek out a mentor or did that happen by accident? It happened organically, Val. I mm -hmm. didn't actually seek them out. So that's that's an interesting sort of uh, insight from you. But yeah, I think the best ones do happen organically. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really being open to a mentor. I think so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, another thing that a mentor can give you is like perspective. So like, you know, when you're starting out, you kind of think like you're the only person that is having this a particular experience of any <laughs> kind of way, like you're, you're alone in that experience and like, or the, the cucker hits the fan and you think you're the first person that that's ever happened to, or you think it's everyone else's fault or only your fault. And it was when you've got, you know, that a mentor who can just like give you a different perspective and, and like a wiser and calmer way and help and talk you off the ledge mm. as well, you know. Um, and so that, 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 that in itself kind of makes you feel less isolated and, uh, you know, they're the ones that can, that, that can get you across the line when, you, you, you know, you're feeling in times of doubt yep. as yep. well. Sure. The other thing I love about mentors is they're wise, Val. Well, so, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's like you know that someone um, who's further down the track than you are ha is, has made the same mistakes that you're making and, uh, and what they learnt from them. And I think they're really important um, lessons that, it, that everyone needs to learn. So it's, it's great to have a mentor mm. in, um, in that, in that regard as well. Okay. Yeah. And then, but when, but how do you develop that relationship? Is it something that you think it should be structured or you just hang out with them or do you meet them once a month to ask them questions or like what? Well, there's, 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 there's lots of ways to do it, but you know, before I go into that, I want to talk mm -hmm. about some really famous mentor and mentee, okay. not mentos, which is like my favourite lollies, <laughs> mentee relationship. I call them mentorees. Well, mentee, mentor, like, yeah. What, what do you want it, like, what do you want to call it today? Oh, let's call it mentorees. Mentorees? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll get a twitch if you say mentees. <laughs> you are going to like uh, this example. That okay, I've, go I, on. I'll put it in the show notes. Yes. Uh, Mickey and Rocky from the oh, Rocky. Oh, yeah. Don't you love that? Yeah, from Rocky movies, my favourite movies ever. So there's a YouTube video that I've put a link to where Mickey makes that speech that, like, you know, just before, like, well, I don't want to give away any of if anyone has not seen the Rocky movies. As but if like, no one's, as if people haven't so, seen the Rocky movies. So inspiring. Yes. Funny Mickey. Yes. I, uh, I love him. What, what, do you have any of his favourite quotes? Oh, I, I love what Rocky says more. 
but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you love the Rocky movies, yeah, don't you? Yeah, love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, and then there's uh, Mr. Miyagi in Karate Kid. Oh, yes, of course. Wax and on, wax off. Luke Skywalker, mentored by Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, yes. The Force you know, is strong with you. And, you know, there's, there's like many, many um, artists yes. uh, have great relationships. Like Paul Gauguin encouraged Vincent van Gogh to paint from memory and imagination. And, like, look what happened, you know, from that relationship. Mm. So there's, there's lots of uh, famous uh, mentors and, and it's like something that's gone on through the ages and it really makes, like, as an artist, if you've got someone great mentoring you, you're going to be a better artist and they're going to take you in a direction that you possibly might not have got to on your own or might take a, a lot longer to get there. So what should you look for in a mentor? Because, you know, you, you it's it's hard to decide should you go for somebody who's really successful, should you go to somebody that just resonates with you, should you go with somebody who is going to give you the time of day, what should yeah. you look for in a mentor? So as I said, I've been lucky and I've had some really great and successful relationships with mentors and I've also had one really shite. Okay. Where like, and this was, um, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven years ago, Val, where mm -hmm. I was looking for someone that could then take me to the next level of my photography. Right. And uh, I thought I'd take a shortcut, Val, and maybe like try and find someone that I could uh, pay that would mentor me. And so I found a particular woman mm -hmm. and it all looked really good. Uh, I spoke to her on the phone and you know, when you get that feeling in your stomach that sort of says, uh, I'm not sure, mm -hmm. but then you brush that away. Mm -hmm. You never do that. Never brush that. No. Feeling. Always trust your gut. I take it so you didn't trust your I gut. I didn't trust my gut. Why I not? I, why not? I don't, I don't know, Val. It's just like she just – seemed to say all the right things and filled my head with stuff that like, I'm like, okay, she sounds like she's going to be, it's going to be a really good relationship. So I paid her mm. a, a large sum of money to, to mentor me over 10 sessions. Right. Mm -hmm. And we had one session. And after that, I kind of went, oh, <laughs> I'm like going half the stuff she's saying, I'm thinking, I don't know. <laughs> And and uh, and and then uh, I went up to. She was based in Sydney, mm -hmm. and I went up and saw her in my in her office. And it was at that point that I really should have just stepped out of the relationship because her office was like this crappy dive. Oh yes, I remember you talking about that. I think that was about yeah. ten years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, she was uh, like not that successful. In mm. fact, she made money just from as a mentor basically, but didn't do it very well. And so there was, and she was depressed hmm. <laughs> and okay. negative and complained about other people and actually just talked about herself a lot. And wow. so there was a lot of mentoring. So that was, and I did, I got out of it like after the second that I, I emailed her and I said, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So go in eyes open and like a good mentor, Val, leads by example, okay? They're doing what it is you want to do. You want someone who's successful and clearly successful in the field that you want to be in. Yeah. Another really important thing is they've got the right personality and you get along with them. It's pointless <laughs> if you, you, you the, the person that you want to mentor you annoys you. Mm. <laughs> it's not going to work, is mm. it? You no. know? And they're giving you advice based on their personal experience. I think that's really important. They're not just making stuff up or reading it out of a book. They've been there and done that. They've yes. been ahead of you at some point and it's coming from their own personal experience. And the other thing you want in a mentor is uh, someone that's a good listener. Mm -hmm. They're not just uh, banging on about themselves all the time, but they're able to listen to you. And they're positive and they give you, like a great mentor is going to give you hope and confidence. And then you also want someone who's got time for you, Val. Mm. It's pointless having someone who's just so busy that, that, that like, they can never meet with you and it's, like, it's just like it's so rare that it, it, it never really happens. Mm. Another really crucial thing to look out for is uh, someone who's not wanting to control you. Right. You know, so someone who... who it's like, certainly hard to tell in your first oh, I know, but couple of interactions. Like, 
trusting your gut is mm. really important. Yeah. And you want someone who's also continually like on a learning curve. And so they're, they're, they've got skills that are up to the moment and, and, and they're learning as well, you know, especially in photography and uh, is able to provide you really good guidance and constructive feedback and finally someone who's also respected by their peers because that's a good sign mm -hmm. as well if like you know all their peers uh respect this person then you know you probably got found someone that's pretty good so not michael clark right <laughs> <laughs> well i'm only going by what the newspapers have said yeah so you know for anyone like half the Listening. For anyone who isn't clear, that was the recently resigned captain of the Australian cricket team. Okay. <laughs> All right. Where do you find them? Mentors. Um, so do you, have you ever heard of a book, um, Are You My Mother? No. <laughs> no. So this book. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> there's this book that um, – um, I used to read to my kids and, yes. uh, when they were very, very young called Are You My Mother? And it was about this little bird. <laughs> were you trying had, to tell them something? That had fallen out of a nest. Yeah. And, um, and like this little bird goes around uh, everywhere. It, it, it comes up to all these animals and says, Are you my mother? Are you my mother? Are Aww. you my mother? And the dog that goes up, no, and then it'll go up to a cow and say, and then the cow says no. And, uh, you know, the point is when you're looking for a mentor, uh -huh. don't do that. Don't be like that little bird that goes around going. Are you um, my mentor? Are you my mentor? Because asking someone, a complete stranger, will you mentor me, mm -hmm. is like asking someone to marry you on the first date. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> Where do you find mentors then? So basically, um, you should. Uh, the, the I think the best mentors do happen organically, but there are places that you can find them. So I think the first thing that you should do is really identify what it is, what area it is that you want to be mentored in. Okay, what so do you mean what area? So, so like obviously, uh, yeah, because there, I suppose there's so many different kinds of photographers. Exactly. So, you know, if we're talking about photography specifically, I want to be a portrait photographer, Val. Okay? Right. Okay. So I'm going to make a list of um, who it is that I, like I admire and that would, could improve my portrait photography. So if I was making a list, I'd um, – and I'd – Aim really high. So I'd start with, well, who's the best portrait photographer in the world? So put Annie on the top of the list. Yes. Annie Leibowitz, okay? Mm -hmm. Then I might move down the list and I'm like, well, who's her last assistant that's really successful? Martin Scholler. Put him under there. Mm -hmm. I might put another Joel Grimes. Uh, I might put a living legend like Flo Fox under there. Then I might move down best portrait photographer in Australia. Then maybe But that would be you. Yeah. Then I'd put uh, best in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And then maybe best in my local area, mm -hmm. okay? And so if I can't get any to mentor me, I'd move down the list. And, and so I've identified what it is I want to be mentored in, in portrait photography. Now, if I wanted to improve my photography business skills, Val, mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't ask any. No, you wouldn't. You know, so th that's why I'm saying be very clear yes. what it is that you want to improve on because, like, you may, as a photographer, really have, have it all together in terms of your lighting and portrait style. You might have nailed all of that, but the business part of your photography might need some work. So you might look at a different kind of mentor to help mm. you along with that. Right. Yeah. Or like, you know, Val, when when uh, all the social media started happening, mm. you're my social media mentor. <laughs> uh, you're who I go to to go, well, what is this? Like, I remember having this conversation with you. What, that, what's Twitter, Val? <laughs> and then you got on and, and you couldn't stop. And you're like, no, you've you got to just get on. You're going to really love it. <laughs> I don't see the point. And then, like, with everything that you introduced me to, like, Google Drive is the same. You I'm like, oh, oh dear God. 
things, don't I? Oh, dear God. The resistance I had with introducing Gina to Google Drive was so painful. Everyone in my office was tearing their hair out. <laughs> Didn't understand it, Val. <laughs> and then, what do I ring you the other day? I'm like, oh, my God. Google Drive. Oh, dear God. That's changed my whole life. Yeah. Uh-huh. And now everyone I meet, I'm like, have you have you tried Google Drive? <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> like, if everyone's not on it, I'm like, hey, why aren't you on Google Drive? <laughs> and this is Google Docs on Google Drive as well, everyone. Uh, but I think it's important to also mention that even if you can't get Annie Leibovitz, right, that um, – and don't write her off because I'm not suggesting that, yeah, hey, you've got to hop on a plane and go meet her. But you can use her as, without her even knowing it, use her as a virtual mentor where you can study her work, study the way she does things, model some of your photography on her photography, you know, your, some of your styles on her styles. So you don't always need to meet the person to still gain the benefits of mentoring, mm. um, you know, from them as well. If you're prepared to study them and put in the effort to see what they did and try and analyse why they did it. And especially today where everyone is so accessible, their, their yeah. world is opened up, you you practically are seeing their lives unfold mm. every day via sort of um, via the internet. So yeah. uh, very handy. The other thing, Val, uh, is oh, to... Before you go on with yeah. that, I just thought I'd add, because I know that there are some people who hate, you know, um, getting emails, but I strongly encourage, if there are some photographers and or whoever, you know, people that you would like to, you know, mentor you and they may be a little bit less accessible, get on their email lists because the emails that they send you, their potential newsletters and their communication that they send you will give you an insight into them, but also provide you with, hopefully, some of their ideas and tips mm-hmm. and techniques and, and explanations on why they did that shot that way or how they got that shot like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, follow the Instagram so that you can see, mm-hmm. you know, what exposure they used and what their um, f-stop was and um, what filters that they might have used. So, you know, pay attention to those little things mm-hmm. that seem irrelevant but aren't really. Mm. Exactly. The other thing, Val, is, uh, uh, and I I think this is an an awesome thing to do, and this is how I actually got my break in the industry, is the unpaid internship. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I did one, and, and like, honestly, if I could get a break in the industry doing that, I was the worst assistant in the world. (laughs) My internship in terms of, like, what I did, like, I broke gear. I, I broke things. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed on shoots. The photographer mm-hmm. that I worked for realized very quickly I was hopeless. <laughs> I was hopeless as a photographer's assistant. This I knew is like nothing. Twenty five years ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he said it's best if you just stay here so that you don't break anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will get another assistant on the job. Just stay here and don't touch anything. Mm-hmm. And so I did that for eight weeks, but instead of um, instead of doing nothing, I cleaned because that's how my mother and father taught me. When you've got nothing to do, clean. <laughs> and it's based on cleaning and scrubbing toilets and vacuuming that out of that internship, he realized that I would be good to have around, not because of my unreal assisting skills, because of my cleaning skills. And I have to say that if you want to catch my eye, it's things like that that have attracted me to other uh, assistants that I've worked with. Like I've got um, one of my all-time best assistants to this day is someone who would say things like, I noticed that the uh, the, the towels in the bathroom were really wet, so I've changed them all, mm. you know. that It's really, Val, and I'm sure you'd notice these things too. These are the things that get noticed. Now, yeah. I mean, a lot of people think it's um, – it's uh, the folio and how well you light and how great a photographer you are that's mm. going to get you noticed. But no, it's all the little things like that and work ethic and things like that that, that get noticed. So if you can somehow manage to wrangle your way into an unpaid internship and it doesn't have to be a full-time thing, you can offer your services 
an afternoon a week how can you value add to the photographers that you want to work with mm. then you know maybe think about those things and i you know people often say to me because this is the advice i give writers as well writers who want to get into say mm. the magazine industry and people often say to me but you know i'm 35 or i'm mm. 40 or whatever i don't you know do i need to do that and i say well of course you don't need to do that but i I highly encourage you to do that because when you come in, even if you're 40 and you start doing those low-level things, people will recognize immediately that you are doing them better, infinitely yes. better than the 20-year-old or yes. than the 18-year-old at, straight out of school. And exactly. they will fast-track what you're able to do. So you don't actually stay on the low-level things for very long because no. you show you have the maturity and, and much more experience than somebody who's straight out of school and you exactly. get far more opportunities far quicker. Even though you start off at the same level as the 18-year-old, it's, it's, it's still worthwhile because you're just fast-tracked because of your maturity. Exactly. The other thing that I encourage people to do is like be really honest um, with the people you, you approach and, um, you know, you start out by like this is not the time to be cool. You know, if you get an opportunity to talk to someone, um, you know, tell them how much you like their work and how much you enjoy being this. There's, there's something about like I notice with I've, I've had uh, students come through that have come in and then they don't say a word. Are you enjoying this? Yeah, mm. it's pretty good. But they think for some reason, and I've, I've told this to my kids, it's like when you're on a job, if you're excited, be excited because mm. there's nothing worse than having someone in your energy who is too cool and just says, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Because if you've got someone around you who's going, yeah, it's okay, I, well, I, I, I want someone who's excited as I am to yeah. be there. And when I'm working with someone who's like, oh, my God, I love this so much, it believe me, it's not uncool to say any of those things. Yep. It really isn't. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so that's, a bit, I think, be, being honest. And, um, and then trying to be uh, like rather than saying, well, what can I do for you? What do you need? Be proactive and just offer stuff up, you yeah. know. So uh, I think social media is a really great way to meet um, people now and connect with people. But you can you can value add and, and, and start relationships in social media doing things like commenting and liking mm -hmm. posts by photographers that you like, mm -hmm. retweeting retweeting their stuff and then other ways you can value add it's like if you if you notice that a photographer you admire or like is happens to be coming to your town mm. right something that you might like to do and you know from their instagram feed that they're mad vegans they love vegan food you could do something as simple as like research all the vegan restaurants in your area Mm. and send them that list. I mm. took the liberty of making a list. You know, little things like that. How can you value add? And that's surely going to get noticed. Mm. And it might not be that, like, it'll happen straight away, but, but gradually that sort, of, that sort of relationship can build from there. Or, you know, you might, if they're really big time, can you volunteer at their workshops or even attend their workshops just to get to know them? Mm. Like, you know, relationships have happened from there. If it's a local photographer, Val, mm. offer to buy them a coffee. Take mm. them out for coffee. Can I take you out for coffee? And yes. then, um, you know, ask them, you know, I really like your work. How did you get there? Everyone loves talking about themselves and most people can spare the time for a coffee. Yeah. You know, um, another thing that I think is really great to do is join online groups like LinkedIn, Facebook. They all have like lots of photography groups uh, yeah join, join so the you want to be facebook <laughs> yeah join the facebook group for so you want to be a photographer podcast community <laughs> you know um i'm on there most nights very very late val mm. val val's on there as well and uh you know we've got great discussions going on there and that that's a great way to also meet other photographers as well and like-minded people so that's a really good way uh to network on the ground level as well in sort of real people time joining photography clubs is it's also a thing that you can do where you can go out to their networking events 
and uh, and meet other people as well, like face to face, old yep. school, analog style. You know, face to face, not digitally. <laughs> sure. So, and 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 that's a really good way to uh, develop relationships. But what I'm not understanding fully is, so I understand, you know, um, where to potentially meet them, but once you get on someone's radar or you've introduced yourself or and you're saying don't ask them are you my mother or are you my mentor how do you then you know download their wisdom download their well so if you've um if you've developed a relationship where someone's going to be uh, a mentor to you and you've got that relationship going and 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 it's developing over the years there there are certain things to do to make you um, like a good student. Okay. Right? And like the first one, and I'm going to be really careful the way I say this. Okay. Is don't be an ask hole. (laughs) Okay. Don't be an ask hole. (laughs) Yes. An A-S-K-H-O-L-E. And what is that? Hole is a person who constantly asks for advice it always does the opposite of yeah. them. Oh. Do you know people like that, Val? I do. It drives oh, me bonkers. So oh, my God. It drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you're going to ask for advice, you've got to be prepared to take it. So, you know, really be aware of that because that's probably the number one uh, most frustrating thing. Yep. Okay. okay. The next thing is um, be prepared. Do the homework. So whenever you've got a meeting lined up with your mentor, like have all the research, know all the questions that you want to want to ask, and do the things, the, the tasks that they've set you. Now I know that the people that I'm mentoring, I'm often saying, okay, here's what I think would be really good for you to do, mm. right? And I know the ones that just go, yep, and you see them next time you go, yes, I did this, 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 and this. I also did that, and guess what happened? This, 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 and this. And you can see that it's like, great, it worked. And then mm. I'm, from that, I'll go, okay, okay, let's take it to the next level, you know, and, and, and that's how the relationship works. So yep. another thing you want to do is be coachable. Yeah. Okay, there's some people that just like if you're one of those people that just doesn't want to be coached, then it's probably no point having having a mentor if mm. you don't want to be like guided or, or or shown what to do. So I think that's really really important. Mm. And I did I did say the um be passionate about what you're doing. Yeah, okay? I think that's really important. I remember I had a um someone who pestered me and like did, did all the right things online, emailed, took me, took him a year. He finally got a gig with me mm. as assisting. And then like after two, two gigs in every shoot we did, he's like, um, what time are we going? Do you, do, what time are we going to finish? <laughs> what, how long, how long, what time do you reckon we'll be going? You oh know, to the goodness. point where I just went, um, you can, you can go now if you like, because I just felt like I don't think you really want to be there. He worked so hard to get a break and yeah. come work with me, and then and then when he got it, he was like, "Can I? Could I go home now?" Oh my goodness, people are crazy. Did not want to be there. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. I think also that, you know, you have a, different types of mentoring relationships. You have the kind where you are an assistant to somebody, so you have that dedicated time that you spend with that person. But if you don't have a situation like that, you may want to, you know, initially ask someone out for coffee, especially if they are a local person, and potentially um, – uh, you know, see how you get along, and if there's a if you click, then just say, you know, do you mind if I have another coffee with you in about three months or so, just to toss around some ideas and get your advice and all of that sort of thing. So I think that you can have some kind of structure to it, like maybe every three months you might meet up with this person. Mm-hmm. But if the mm-hmm. person is not in your town and they are, you know, online, you can have an online kind of virtual mentoring thing where, unlike any leave of it, so I'm not saying you just study them, but you do have a direct connection to them, but perhaps 
perhaps you, perhaps you, it, it's a little bit more informal where you, you know, um, send an email asking for a specific bit of advice every couple of months without mm. overstepping the boundaries, mm. but all, always, always, always giving back. And don't yep. do, don't just say, if there's anything I can ever do for you, let me know. That's yep. not enough. That's yep. nice. And mm. may, but they're probably not going to need anything from you. Yep. Instead, just be thoughtful and be proactive and do what Gina said. Like if they happen to be a vegan and they're cut going to your particular town, send them a list of vegan restaurants. Yep. So make sure you give back proactively. Don't wait for them to ask you, even though you're open to them asking you. Yep. Don't bother with that. Be proactive about giving back. And they, you know, the, the law of reciprocity is that they will um, return that. Manifold. Yes. yes. Mm. And and also know, Val, that like uh, as a mentor, we get as much out of the relationship as as, as you do. So like, I, you know. Most I, of the time, not all the time, not if they're well, an ask hole. Uh, no, not for ask holes, <laughs> but as a general rule, the people that I've mentored, I like I love doing it. I really do. And, it, you know, it, it really uh, makes – it just gives my life more meaning to do it. And, and I also love being around that kind of enthusiasm, energy and passion. And mm. I'm learning as much from the people that I mentor as, as, as I'm teaching them, hopefully. So mm. I, I, it's, it's a, a win-win uh, situation and, and, and it's a great thing. So don't ever feel like you're, um, uh, ever, it's ever a burden or anything like that. I well, think it's it a is a burden everyone. if you are an asshole, and if it if, is a but burden. If you're an asshole, yes, <laughs> it is a burden if you don't give back. I believe. Yeah, but generally, I mean, the people that I've worked with have been uh, great, amazing, fantastic. Yes. So, um, only a couple of um, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else, Gina, before we wrap up for today? I think that's it, Val. I think we've covered it. Okay. I love it. Well, what do you think should uh, hashtag Gina challenge should be? Oh, grasshopper. Oh. All right, great. I'm going to write that down. Grasshopper. So if you're new to this podcast, every week we have hashtag Gina challenge and uh, we all photograph something that's a particular theme. This week it's hashtag um, grasshopper and um, interpret that how you will. Upload it onto the Facebook page, a Facebook group. So you want to be a photographer podcast community or you put it on your Instagram and put hashtag Gina challenge, hashtag grasshopper. For and the I'm thing. loving, loving the uh, shots that are coming through both on Instagram and Facebook. I think our community has a great sense of humor. Val, yes. And I'm ve- like, I'm often very entertained. There's some, there's some great interpretations of uh, some of the hashtags. So, so keep them coming. It's like, it's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. And uh, remember that you can join Gina's newsletter where she gives lots of amazing tips and insights that, you know, she doesn't necessarily talk about in this podcast. And you can find that at, uh, on her website, ginamilitia.com. And if you have a question or you'd like a photo critique, email us, news at ginamilitia.com. And you can find Gina online where, as in social I'm media where? at Gina Militia. And in case I know this, like it's not an easy one to spell. So mm. it's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. There you go, Militia. And I'm at Valerie Koo on all forms of social media. But uh, we look forward to chatting to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.